The Everyday Style School podcast is brought to you by our collection of capsule guides and style masterclasses. Maybe you're struggling with creating a style that really feels like you, or maybe you're overwhelmed by your overstuffed closet, or maybe you just want an easy, done-for-you wardrobe plan. Whatever you need, we've got a solution for you. Head over to youreverydaystyle.com and use code PODCAST at checkout to take 20% off of your next purchase. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T at youreverydaystyle.com. Hello, gorgeous. You're listening to the Everyday Style School podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Mary, and I've been dressing real women just like you for over 20 years. Now I'm on a mission to teach women around the world how to create easy, effortless style without confusion and overwhelm. If you're ready to create a wardrobe you love and feel confident every day so you can live the life you want, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hey friends, welcome back to the Everyday Style School podcast. Today we're talking about finding your purpose. This is something that a lot of people talk about. You can find blog posts, YouTube videos, podcasts, TED Talks, and books on the subject, and a lot of them have the same message, the importance of finding your purpose. Some will tell you that if you find your purpose, you'll never work a day in your life. Everything will be joyful. Everything will come easier, make you happier, and I don't know, maybe even make you look 10 years younger. But here's the thing. Finding your purpose can be really, really hard. There have been times in my life where I've thought, I don't I don't know what what is my purpose? Why am I here? What am I doing? What am I going to do next? And it's actually a terrible feeling to feel like there's this amazing life and potential waiting for you if only you can find that secret magical door to the universe. But what if you don't? What if you don't find the secret door? Are you destined to miss out on everything the universe had planned for you? That's not a happy thought. A few years ago, the CDC did a study about American well-being, which I will link to in the show notes, and here's what they found. Less than 20% of Americans strongly agreed that their lives have a clear sense of purpose. Only one in three strongly agreed that they have a sense of what makes their lives meaningful. And finally, almost 40% reported that they haven't discovered a satisfying life purpose. I think we can do better. I think every woman should be able to unlock that secret magical door to the universe and experience all the potential that she has and everything that makes her joyful. So when I heard about how our guest today talks about finding your purpose, I knew that she had to share her message with all of you. Adele Wang is a leading mentor for professionals struggling with burnout who want lives of more purpose, meaning, and connection. As a spiritual teacher, speaker, and energy healer, she has helped hundreds of leaders around the world reduce anxiety and attract more fulfilling careers and relationships. She's a frequent speaker on consciousness, business psychology, and personal development. She lives in Atlanta, Georgia with her family, a puppy, and two cats. Welcome to the Everyday Style School, Adele. So glad to be here. So can you tell me a little bit about who you are and what you do and how you got started? Sure. Well, I work with people all over planet Earth who are struggling to find purpose. And the reason why I do this is because I struggled for the first part of my life with my purpose. And so I know in depth the pain and the frustration, the stress when you're doing all the right things, everything looks great on the outside and it feels flat. And disconnected on the inside, because that was my life for a good 30 years. And 
I tried really hard to get out of the box and nothing worked. And so I really had to do a lot of intro work around with uh, medicine people, spiritual teachers, and come out the other end going, oh my gosh, I now I have a, a clearer sense of why I'm here. And that led to being able to create the kind of livelihood and relationships that I wanted. So I was not born this way. I had no idea. I, I lived depressed and shut down for many years. But my anxiety and stress came from difficulty in connecting with people. And because I had trouble connecting with people, I had difficulty with my purpose. So because I believe that connection with humanoids is part of most everyone's purpose in some way, shape, or form. Unless you're born to be a hermit, which most people aren't, most people's, the stress comes through people in some way, your boss, your, your love life, your kids. We're not usually stressed that much from inorganic food or the stock market or traffic. I mean, there's stress with that, but most of the stuff that bugs my people is this dance with other humanoids. Hmm. And <laughs> that was always my, my biggest challenge. And so uh, now I, I share with other smart, intuitive, and spiritual people, hey, try a couple things. You're going to find your essence at blooming and your ability to connect so much better so you can get what you want. So that's in a nutshell what I do. I expedite this process for people so you can get more of what you want faster and avoid the typical mistakes people make when they're trying on a path of self-improvement. I don't even like that word, but it, you know, self-help has become shelf-help, meaning people buying a lot of books and trying to figure themselves out, which is great. I love books, but I'm really taking a stand for it's beyond that. We need to get beyond this idea of learning how to be better into more of an experience. And that from that, you find your purpose and everything just flows much easier. Does that make a sense? Yeah, no, that absolutely does. And I want to talk about what finding your purpose means in just a minute. But something you said sparked another question for me, which is what are some of the other mistakes people make when they are on this self-improvement, self-journey, self-exploration thing? What are some other mistakes people make? One mistake I find is that people think that there is a narrative, there's a, there's a technique, or if I can figure myself out, then everything will work better. So it sends people down a very uh, intellectual and cerebral discovery about who they are. And I mean, that's, it can be useful to know why you are a certain way or, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm hung up on my dating relationships because of what happened earlier on with my parents. Totally get it. And if that were enough, we would all be groovy. You know, most of my clients have done a lot of self-discovery. And I always say, if insight was the solution to everything, your heart wouldn't be hurting. You know, most of my clients have done so much self-discovery and self-improvement and reading books, but the heart still hurts. So what I tell folks is, I don't care what you know. I don't care how many books or, or if you've done this or you've meditated, that's all wonderful. All I care about though is how you're feeling on the ground with your relationships, your relationship to your body as, as a parent, what's it like when you're dating. And if there's a contraction there, there's more to be gleaned about something not being fully expressed with your purpose. So purpose is very tied to an experience of life. And your experience of life is very tied to what your body feels. 
So one of the big mistakes people have is they think purpose is an intellectual concept and their body's tense as a wire. So purpose, when you're on it, there's a natural relaxing that happens in the body. Like, oh my gosh, yes, that's exactly what I need. That's exactly what I want. That's exactly Mm. the direction I'm feeling called. You, You feel it. You don't have to think as much about it, if that makes sense. Yeah. So no, that does make sense. That's an interesting way of looking at it. So if somebody out there is maybe like me who isn't super woo woo and, you know, they have no idea what it means to find your purpose. What does your purpose really mean? What is that? Right. Your purpose is, let's substitute a different word. I think, I think it's more understandable, your uniqueness, because the purpose, when you, it can sort of feel very cerebral, like, what's my purpose? It's, if, can you feel right. it? It just goes out of your head and it's like, it's as big as the universe, you know? Because we are, I mean, inside we're, we're infinite in some ways, but, and then it's like the brain can't quite wrap around what that means. But if I were to ask you, Jennifer, you know, what is your uniqueness? You know, what is your special sauce that makes you, for example, you bloom as an interviewer? As a podcaster, you come alive. You feel the cadence in people's voices. You love speaking. You you hear the energy of that. Oh my gosh, I enjoy that. That's unique to Jennifer, and she's on it because it it's exciting. I'm sure you enjoy it because if you didn't enjoy it, you wouldn't be doing it. It would feel much more like oh my god, I've got to do another podcast. Oh, but instead, there's I mean, I can feel it over here. There's a an expansion. Your purpose is tied to what you enjoy. What you enjoy is usually something unique to you. So it's not a job description. It's not like Jennifer woke up and said, oh, you know, I'm going to be a podcaster. You know, like some of the, what color is your parachute books? You know, why am I, what am I supposed to be doing? People often go to those books yeah, rather right. than, oh my gosh, with this gift that I have, with connecting with people. I'm curious. I love speaking. I love sharing my ideas. Well, we can pour that essence, that uniqueness into a a, a number of different containers. You know, it could be podcaster. It could be, I don't know, acting. It could be maybe teaching. It could be writing. I mean, there are many ways this could be expressed, if that makes sense. No, that absolutely makes sense. And it it makes the concept of what is my purpose so much more relatable because I feel like yeah. when people start this, what is my purpose? We get into like, why am I here? Exactly. You know, what is the one thing? It's 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 the dot, right? Like that dot that you have to find. Yes, I need to find it because if I don't, if I've missed the memo from God himself, oh my God, my whole life is just a yeah. failure. You know, I missed the memo. Oh my gosh, the pressure people put themselves under. Well, it's a little bit like like the concept of soulmate. Exactly. I saw something. I was probably like Dr. Phil back in the 90s. I have no idea where I got this. But um, they said this this author was and therapist was saying, you can have a great marriage with anyone you can have five great dates with. Yeah. And I love that because it was kind of like, let go of the pressure of finding that one person. Oh my gosh. What if he is in, I don't know, Norway? What what if he's in... (laughs) Australia, how am I going to meet him? What am I going to do? Oh, I'm doomed. Absolutely. You know, rather than like, no, you can bring who you are, right? You can you can make a happy marriage with 
literally anyone you can have five happy dates with, five good dates with. Oh, I love so that. Kind of an interesting, it was such a, a mindset shift. And I, I saw that when I was dating and uh, it took a lot of the pressure off. So I think finding your uniqueness and then mm-hmm. applying it to different situations makes so much more sense. Exactly. And the thing is, it's already here. That's one thing I'd love to invite all the listeners to sit into because I, I know the pressure people are under when they feel like they're supposed to be doing something. It's not what they're doing now because what they're doing now just, it's okay. I've done this. I could do this in my sleep, but I'm destined for more. Or I hate my job. Or I know I'm supposed to be doing something, but I don't know what. This quest haunts people. It makes people feel so pressured to, like you said, Jennifer, get that one thing right. And I have one life. Oh my God, if I miss it, I've missed everything. And then my all it's all for naught and I'll be 99 years old and I will have missed my purpose. And so what I try to suggest people step into is your purpose is right now, meaning it's already here. You don't have to be digging more to find your uniqueness. It's right here. It's whatever naturally lights you up. So for example, I can feel, Jennifer, your curiosity, your love in just ideas. You're an idea girl. You love interviewing. I can feel it. I'm kids, you know, I read the aura. I'm pretty good. I'm like, yes. I am. Yes. The storytelling. And everyone, I'm, I'm inviting you all to listen into Jennifer's energy right now. You can feel an effervescence, a, an interest, a curiosity, a joy in the moment right now. Jennifer's not wondering what her life purpose is because she's already living it. She knows she's in it because it feels good in the moment. Now, let's say fast forward, I don't know five years or 10 years. And there, there may be a time where something else starts to grab Jennifer's interest. Wonderful. Does that mean that what Jennifer's doing today is wrong and she's missed her purpose? No. Purpose is right here in the now. And I say this so that people can give themselves a break because they're sitting behind computers at home, stressed out. What's my purpose? What, what is the meaning of life? You know, and you can feel how heavy that is. And my suggestion is if you're in that situation of what's the meaning of my life? What am I here to do? That is not a question. It's more of a, well, for those of you who pray, it's, it's an ongoing inquiry. And it comes, it's informed by life, meaning you're not going to be able to figure out your purpose, the meaning of your life, what you're supposed to be doing it's very rare that it comes to you alone, sitting behind a computer by yourself on a lovely afternoon, just sitting there trying to figure it out or with a book. It usually comes from get your butt moving and go play with your dog, go out for a walk, or you run into someone at the local grocery store, you have a conversation, or you maybe you went on a date. Life, more life. That's the whole purpose of being here. And so whatever is coming your way, you know, it's only humanoids that sit there and freeze for a moment. Should I do this? Should I not? Ooh, I I might make a mistake. We are really meant to be more in the flow of things. So if you think of like a wolf in the wilderness, wolves don't sit around thinking about how to be a better wolf or how to jump higher, or how to chase the rabbit better. They're just smelling the wind. And oh my gosh, she feels something in this moment. Oh, there's a blade of grass over there. I'm going to go over there. It's very 
present. Yeah. If that makes sense. So your uniqueness is already here. You don't have to go digging for it. And I believe that as you step more into it, there's a certain excitement. And that's why, Jennifer, I think this is why your show does well, because you're being led. You're being guided. It's not like you sat down and got really hard thinking analytical about it as much as you sniffed into the wind like a wolf. What smells good? Oh, maybe this guest. Oh, maybe that idea. Oh, I'm very interested in X and off you went. And you're co-creating. And then this audience enjoys what you're creating. That's interesting. One question that I've always hated, and sometimes I get asked on podcasts or whatever, is, well, what are you, what are you going to do? What do you see yourself <laughs> in five years? How, you know, and, and especially like sure. in business circles, people always want to know where are you going to go with your business? And I have this approach and I'm like, I don't know. I'm just going to be quiet and, and Love see that. what comes next. Like, you know, it, years ago, years ago, when people started talking about the future of retail and people wouldn't be shopping. And this was way before anyone could have imagined 2020 and how life fell apart. But there was a big conversation about people aren't going to be shopping in, in, in stores as much and malls are going to close. And people would ask me like, well, what does that mean for your business? And I was like, yeah, I don't really know. I'm sure it'll come to me. And then a couple years later, I was like, oh, wait a minute, this product, yeah. this is how I do this. And this is, and I didn't really stress about what am I going to do? I just, and I'm not good at being quiet often as people can probably figure out, but it is one part of my life where I'm able just to be quiet and wait for the right thing to listen to what's next. We had, um, we had Megan Flatt, who is my business coach on the show in December. And she was talking about the concept of the red thread that sometimes you look back on all of your experiences and you see, they might look completely disparate and disconnected, but you can see this red thread that kind of runs through things. So if you are somebody who loves to teach, maybe your experiences, they may have been wildly different, but that's the connection that as you were talking about it, I was was thinking the red thread, that's your uniqueness. That is that thing that lights you up. I love this. And this is a very different way of running business. So it is, you know, I work with a lot of very successful business leaders, women business leaders on the feminine essence, because it's a different way of doing things. The where do you want to be in five years model is a little bit more of a masculine idea. And this idea that we're going to plan, we're going to have contingency plans. First, I'm going to do this. And first, it's, it's very static. The feminine is one of the not knowing. So for example, I tell all my senior level ladies, because what's happened in in this culture, a lot of very successful women in the the need to be um, successful and to be taken seriously and 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 do all these heavy duty things, they have inadvertently cut off the most succulent part of themselves as a woman. They've become kind of masculinized because it's not their fault. It's inevitable, really, because of the environment, uh, business. Our culture tends to be masculine in the way things get done. So we prize and value planning Mm -hmm. and focus and vision and uh, structure, which is lovely. But we don't always notice that things like intuition or 
being with the unknown. Oh, people really struggle with that one. I got to know. I must know. If I don't know, I'm stupid. No, sometimes you're not meant to know yet. Yeah. And as a leader, if you are running, especially for women, if you're running your business or your corporate leadership or your entrepreneurship and you're running it in a masculine way, you can do it. It'll work, but you're probably going to be exhausted. This idea of, I need to be busy. I need to, I need to make this happen. I need to make that happen. I've got plans in my head. And then, you know, they go home and maybe the dating life with their man or dating in general is a little off because the mas- masculine and feminine is a little bit off balance. So a lot of women come to me. I'm like, I expedite women to be able to get back into their natural feminine essence and get a lot done, but doing it in a way that is more natural for the feminine essence. So business that I've always told all my clients, you have to be the number one customer of your business, right? I mean, if you're not enjoying yourself, why do it? Right? So you get to decide. And if Jennifer says, I don't need to know. I know it'll be shown to me and I'm happy right, this way. Right. That is the model for you. Yeah. As you were talking about finding your uniqueness and and you were talking about my love of ideas, which I do. I just, I, I love ideas. You're an love, idea girl. I love other people's ideas. <laughs> I love hearing people's love ideas. It. But I got a little bit sad thinking about all of the people mm-hmm. listening to the show that don't know or don't have that one thing that lights them up because talking is my thing. Talking Mm -hmm. is my, my thing. If, if I could spend my entire days on big stages, talking to thousands of people, I would be completely happy and fulfilled that, that lights me up. And I feel very grateful to know what that thing is. It doesn't have to be about clothes. It could be about anything. I'll talk to anybody Mm -hmm. about anything, but I have that thing that lights me up. And I'm so grateful that I have that thing that lights me up. Where does someone start if they don't know what that is? Or worse, they're thinking, I don't have anything like that. Oh, I love this question. I get asked this question probably 10 times more than any other question because Good. people are convinced they don't have anything. Yeah. Or they, they're convinced that their story is boring. I always say the key in feminine purpose and, and all this, it starts with desire. You would be shocked, Jennifer, at how difficult it is for most of us to access true desire. We've been programmed culturally through people who meant well, who are trying to guide us of what we think we should have. And this is so confusing because women have often lost touch with what they really want. So they either think they don't have anything or they don't know where to start. So I would say start small. If you don't know what you want to be doing for a living, what do you want for dinner? If you could have any meal you wanted without worrying about how much it costs or if it's available or COVID or this or that, do you have a sense of what it would be? And turning on the imaginary daydreaming muscle again, we must activate that. That comes from the feminine side of the house because it's it's hidden. It's not seen. It's in the unseen. The feminine is very good at the mystery. And so this, I don't know what it is, is in sitting with the, I don't know. But if I did, oh my God, I think I would love shrimp. And I would have a side of string beans with this and that. Oh, this, this dessert. Like I'm already fantasizing. And 
the body starts going, yes. So a lot of times people don't even know yet from moment to moment, because tomorrow what I want for dinner will be totally different. I said, well, don't worry about that tomorrow. What do you want now with, let's say, the, the rest of the afternoon? If you didn't have to worry about what your boss said, or making money, landing a client, the next meeting with the CEO, because a lot of my women, they have big stuff going on. It's just, what would you want if you had the next two hours to yourself? And sometimes there's this blankness. Well, I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know? And so I say, start small. Because... Life is stringing together little beads at a time, like making a necklace from moment to moment. Yeah. What do you want? Because if you can get in touch with what would feel so essentially awesome now, then you can string that with tomorrow and then the next day. And pretty soon you've had a week of things of knowing what I want. We're not saying you have to do any of them yet. Sometimes people, they stress because they feel like if I, if I stumble upon what I want, Oh my God, now I got to do it. I'm like, no, 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 not at all. But you have to at least know what it is because just knowing what it is feels good. Nobody in this life does very well with having no idea what they want. That is a very stressful and depressing feeling because there's no light. I would rather start the muscle of imagination, creativity. Well, I don't know if it's possible, but like for Jennifer, you know, maybe I would love to interview Oprah someday. Oh my God, that'd be exciting. Whatever, you know, and you can feel that boom in the body without worrying about strategically. Oh my God. And I have my people call her people. And like, then you can feel the energy dropping already. But what is it that you would love an inspired life, Mm. a life of sensual feminine? Oh my gosh, this would be wonderful. First starts with what is it? What would it be? Because what Jennifer wants would be different from what so-and-so, what Adele wants. Everyone has something calling them. So I've always felt that whatever you're wanting is wanting you. Do you think a lot of women ignore what they want because it's not the right thing? Absolutely. 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 Say that a a million times for the people in the back. That is the biggest problem. And that's what I specialize in. Because what will happen is a woman will sit there and think about these things. And she either doesn't know what she wants, or she's afraid to maybe even voice it to herself because it's too outrageous. Or what would people think of me? I've been quite successful running my accounting business. Because that's my dad was an accountant and I make all this money and everyone thinks I'm pretty successful, but doggone, I would love to be an actress, you know, and no one's saying you have to make a decision this minute, but getting more in touch with that part, because if you don't, it will keep bothering you. You know, a true desire, especially if it's a, if it's a need that hasn't been met, don't worry that you're going to miss it. It's going to come back and bother you again. <laughs> you know, it's like you can keep it under wraps and it'll keep tapping you six months from now, a year from now, two years. They'd be like, yeah, but I would love to take singing lessons or I want to go see the Grand Canyon or, or whatever it is. So you won't miss the memo. The symptom of missing the memo is the flatness. Oh, the flatness. Flatness. Oh, yes. I think every every person should live their life to avoid the flatness. Yeah. And yeah. the thing is, getting curious about trying something. 
And our culture is really very like, nobody wants to make a mistake. What would people think of me? I don't want to fail. And that's why there's so much inner work around there. Because to lead a life of fulfillment, I always tell all my clients, if you want an exceptional life, you're going to have to do things that the average person doesn't. Most people don't sit around and really think about what they want. They just do it. You know, whatever shows up, oh, you know, this person showed up, so I married him. And oh, this job came up. So it wasn't really thinking, is this what I want? Because to get to that higher level, you're going to need, you know, a guide or doing something focused on this to get it, if that makes sense. That's what it's what's what saved my butt after a life of depression. You know, I think that a lot of women, they let's take the woman with the accounting business and she's successful. And, you know, unfortunately, we do have those sort of golden handcuffs sometimes where you're making this money or your your expenses have met your income. You can't just stop and and become an actress. But it doesn't mean you have to blow your life up completely. It means you could take an acting class. If you've decided you want to be a, a Broadway star, well, you could join a community production. It doesn't mean that you ha- it totally has to be a change of vocation. Exactly. It could just be adding that thing that that does light you up. Exactly. So if I want to have a fulfilled life and there's something in my spirit that wants more storytelling, that wants more creative expression with my voice, like what you do, Jennifer, using your voice, it could be speaking. It could be running my accounting business in a very unique way. I want to create an accounting business that's uniquely mine. And yes, you will stand out. You will get noticed. Um, Maybe I'm good at speaking and telling stories about people's weirdness with money and touching dozens, hundreds of people who have weirdness around their, their relationship with finances. Oh my gosh, maybe I'm drawn to be a consultant or do some coaching around why people hate looking at their tax returns so much. Like, why does it cost so much phobia? I can help them with that. Oh my gosh. And it just blooms. You can feel something unique coming in that the world has not yet seen because it's calling you. Yeah. So as you're saying that, I'm thinking about Seth Godin, who is the marketing Mm -hmm. genius and his book, Purple Cow, and it's about standing out. Absolutely. And I think a lot of people think about how they're going to be the purple cow. How am I going to stand out? Exactly. But if you just sort of making the connection, if you do things that honor your uniqueness, you do become that purple cow. You got it. You do stand out. You got it. Yeah, you got it. You I, say that again for everyone in the back. That is the key. And that's what I've devoted my life in doing because it's very difficult to hop from one way of thinking, which is nobody's fault. Our culture is just backwards on a lot of things to this newer way that that it's so it's there's something very juicy about it. It's there's the mystery. There's the oh, my God, I don't know if this will work. Oh, Adele, you know, if I work with you. Can you guarantee that it'll work? Like everybody wants that yeah. guarantee. And by, by clenching for the guarantee, you are already doing it the old way. Like I have one foot in one camp and one foot in the other that it is really hard for me to see. I, I don't have the, the trust in myself yet to let go and give this a try. They want someone else to guarantee. And I say, there is no guarantee in anything. And is it worth it? Everything comes with a risk. Is it, is it possible you could sign up with me or somebody else or mm-hmm. whatever 
is it possible you could sign up and it doesn't work? Sure. The question becomes, is the risk worth it? Is the risk worth taking? Or do you want to wait another year and you may not be ready? You know, it's not like there, there's a point in readiness and people say, look, I, I'm ready to try something new and I'm going to go for it. And then pick somebody who has a track record of doing this. Could be me, could be someone else, someone who specializes in work of the spirit so that you're not just, you know, making the, the mistakes that, you know, I can save people a lot of time. Because left to your own devices, you know, things can be kind of scary. So, but what you just asked is the number one question. These are great questions. Well, thank you. So one thing you've talked a lot about is this feminine presence. Yes. What does that really mean? Because I don't want people listening to think, oh, we, we are feminine or masculine and we have to deny every feminine thing because we're smashing the patriarchy. That's not what we're doing here today. You can do that. Go for it. I'll lend you a hammer. But what do you mean by feminine presence? Yeah, it is a quality that is, it's a, it's a way women would prefer to be if they had their druthers. What I mean by that, yeah, so it's not so much an energy. Part of the problem with talking about this is our English language is not very exact. Well, you know, what are we talking about? Feminine? Like, are we talking about makeup? Are we talking about being demure, going with the flow and being nurturing? I am those things. No, that's not what I'm talking about. Because men and women both need masculine and feminine energies. So for example, Jennifer is a very feminine essence woman. And she needs to run a lot of masculine energy to get stuff done. Do you think this amazing podcast, for example, does it just happen on its own? No, you, you can't just sit home and eat bonbons and, or sit on a meditation cushion. And there has to be a balance of the masculine and feminine, because if Jennifer was only running masculine energy, she'd scare off half the guests, <laughs> right? Nobody would want to right. deal with her. And same thing with men. Men have to have a feminine and a masculine side to function. But the the way these energies are balanced in a body, a human body, you know, we have gender. There is a difference in preference. So presence is related to preference. So an essence is like how a cat prefers sunlight a little bit differently than a dog. So presence and essence, the feminine essence is how do you prefer to run the energy in your life. You could do it the masculine way. It leaves women feeling depleted, exhausted. Uh, if I'm not, if I don't do it, nobody does it. My dating, sometimes I end up feeling like, like I'm mothering my man. Um, I have to scream at my kids because they're not listening. Uh, the, the presence is a quality that when a woman turns it on, everyone notices. She just sits there. You don't even have to say anything. And it's the way she's running her energy that has her much more relaxed. She feels very present with people, just like your interviews. You're very present with people. And so the guest can have the space to be more evoked. People feel energy. So even through a podcast or even when I'm working with people on the other side of the world, if, if the Zoom video is not working, I can still feel their energy. I can see the aura and all the stuff. I can feel it. That quality that engenders trust inspiration. People feel safe. A woman with this quality can walk into any room and attract the kind of attention she wants. This is really useful on the dating scene. And it has nothing to do with your makeup, 
I'm not interested in how you dress. That's not my area of specialty. So what I love about what you're doing is encouraging, I mean, style, fashion. I mean, there's so many ways you could express yourself. We're not telling everybody feminine means this type of ball gown. You know, it depends on who it's as unique as the woman herself. Mm -hmm. So that's presence. It's a, it's an energetic quality that people can feel in networking on stages through the video camera. Some people have a quality that'll stop people from scrolling through their feed. What is that? It's not what they're saying. It's an energetic quality and every woman has it. And it's what I specialize in helping people increase so they don't have to work so hard. Then you go and make more money, get more noticeable, get more respect in the workplace. And then the masculine and feminine dance with your partner or your husband or whatever is just easier. And you're happier. That in a nutshell is what the feminine presence can do. Can you give us a couple examples of what or how we can use our feminine presence to attract what we want? Maybe it's to get our husband to finish the honeydew list or, you know, right. make right. more money, whatever it is. How can we use our feminine yeah. presence? It's a way of being more than, oh, I'm going to turn it on to get something. But obviously in the beginning, when you're learning, it's the focus needs to be for yourself first. Um, it's not like a technique, how to win friends and influence people that I do this to get something. But when I, when I turn it on, right. It's like the water level rises and I have so many clients that are absolutely shocked at what happens. Things happen they could not have imagined, whether it's meeting their spouse or they get a promotion. Sometimes it's like within the day of us working and nothing changed except their energy. And, and this goes into what people, you know, if you're open to the idea that everything's connected with energy you change your energy and it kind of goes out, it pings into the world and all these weird synchronicities start happening. Mm -hmm. You know, Without that's what's happening. It happens more often when you're feeling good. You know, when you're feeling like crap, it's harder to generate these amazing things because your energy's low. So it starts with you first, getting you to feel more juicy. And then whatever you desire is a whole lot easier. So um, in my you know, feminine presence groups and stuff, um, we turn this on. It's kind of hard to explain. It's more um, of a, an experience in your body. Do you know where your energy is? And one reason why people can't do this by themselves is that you can't see your own energy. Y you have no idea. You need feedback of what your energy is saying. So for example, if a woman is attracting the same kind of dating partner, over and over and over. She may have some idea cognitively why, but that doesn't help. She may say some affirmations. That helps a little bit. But when she's in a group, like in my group of women uh, with feminine presence, we can take one look and help her. Okay, this is what we're noticing. Try this. And boom. And it takes practice, but it's an energetic discipline, not a cognitive thinking one, if that makes sense. That does make sense. If a woman though is listening to the podcast, she's driving and she thinks, I really want to lean into my feminine presence. Where should she start? Well, I run events online throughout the year for people all over planet earth. I'm running um, one tomorrow, actually, uh, probably too soon for people for this podcast, but I do periodic 
events online on the feminine presence. So two ways. You can either send me a note to you know Adele at safehavenhealing.net and say, hey, put me on the list. I just want to know about your next event. And the reason is they fill up really fast. I don't really have time to market them, but if I know someone's okay. interested, I'll put them on the, the wait list, you know, so, cause I'm not into spamming people. I only want to send out stuff that I know that you're interested in. You can um, reach out and have a brief conversation with me, discovery, no call, there's no charge. I'm pretty accessible on all the platforms. Like, can I, and I'm just my opportunity to listen, you know, can I help you yeah, or not? Absolutely. And if I don't think I can help you with what's going on, I'll let you know. It's, if it's around feminine presence, I definitely can help you. And sometimes there's a lot of other things going on too. I want to hear the situation with your spouse, your business, your, your children. It's all related. The feminine is more inclusive than deductive. Okay, we're going to work on this problem, which therapy tends to be a little bit more cognitive, where energy is like, where did your energy go in that conversation with your man? Did it leave your body? And you, you, you felt like you were hardly there, for example. And what can we do to help you feel more centrally present? So um, you can email me. I have uh, periodic events um, online. If you want to know about that, just send me a note. You can go to a lead page. Maybe I sent it to you. It's, it's a link. Yep, we'll put it in the show notes. But you can find me online. Just go to AdeleWong.com or SafeHavenHealing.net and just click on a link and either talk to me or find out about the next event. Um, I also have a free gift, Universal Stress Relief Guide for Women. There's a little bit in there on feminine essence. You can sign up for that. It's a series of things that will come into your email of some of my work, some of its video, some of its audio, some of its re depends on what you like to consume. And then you're on my list to be, notif be notified of the next events. So I like to be of service to people. Or if you're just curious, you know, I like to be very informal, reach out. I do work with people privately if it's appropriate. And sometimes it's groups. So we, I don't know what, what would fit you best. We'll have a conversation. Perfect. So that's where they, everybody can find you on the internet. Of course, we will have all the links in the show notes. So if you're driving or whatever, you can just head to youreverydaystyle.com slash podcast, find the episode, and you can get everything Adele has to offer and get connected to her. Adele, I have a last question. And I like to ask all of my guests this is, is there one thing, either a quick tip or a overarching theme that you would like our listeners to take away from our conversation today? If they could put one thing in their head and in their hearts to really hold on to from what we've talked about, what would it be? Stop trying to fix yourself. We've got to get beyond this idea of mindset and self-improvement. Although those things are useful, they can put people in a trap of, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. I'm still working on this. I'm working on that. And life becomes a constant self-improvement project more than I want to live, fully live this moment right now, warts and all. How do I do that with all my senses, with all my sensuality, with my full heart? That's a very different model. Yeah, it is. And you're just going to feel like life is much more worth living and you don't have to keep improving yourself so much or what's wrong with me kind of thing. I hope that's you. Yeah, no, that is fantastic. That's a great place to leave it. Adele, thank you so much for being on the show today and helping us understand what our purpose really is. I, I really think that women are going to walk away from this conversation having a better understanding and not having it be such a 
pie in the sky, unanswerable question, <laughs> but yeah. actually an achievable thing that will help them live more fully in all aspects of their life, which is what we want to do here on the Everyday Style School. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, it was such an honor to be here. Thank you so much. Ladies, head out there and have a stylish and unique week and be mindful of of what lights you up and, and then go chase that thing. And uh, we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Hey, friend. Thanks for listening to the show. Don't forget to head over to the website for any links, downloads, or resources we talked about during the episode. Go to youreverydaystyle.com slash podcast and find the episode you're looking for. While you're there, make sure you sign up for our email list. You'll get a weekly style tip as well as links to my favorite product of the week to help make style even easier. It's an email you'll actually look forward to getting, so don't miss out. We'll see you next time. And until then, stay stylish.